0: Thanks, Mia, for singing so beautifully um, about the heart cry of Mary as she prepared to give birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to read another portion of scripture before we get into our message this morning. So if you would uh, please turn also to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 3 and through to 7 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 to 7 the bible says but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost in whom the god of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, had shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Let's just pray for a minute and then we'll get into our message this morning. Father, we thank you again for this time that you have granted us, you have afforded us to open your word and Lord to look into the scriptures as to what? Uh, great truths that they are contained therein and this morning as we approach Christmas we want to just think about uh, your coming again, to the, your coming the first time to this world and Lord uh, what a great privilege that was to us. So Lord we pray you'll be with us as we uh, think through some of these things in Jesus precious name, Amen. Amen. When you read that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, one of the things that is said about the devil, by the way, verse 4, the God of this world, you should know, is the little G God who is the devil, who controls the world and its systems. One of the main objectives of the God of this world is to blind your minds from the gospel The light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And so he'll do everything he can. To prevent that great gospel of Jesus shining in your hearts. The gospel that brings forgiveness. That brings hope. That brings relevance to life. That brings connectivity to God. Remember we sinned and we. Fall short of the glory of God. We are separated from God. And every good thing that God wants to give us, he wants to blind. And mind you, this is just not applicable for the time that the Apostle Paul wrote it way back. But it's applicable today. That he will try to blind your mind from the truth that God wants to reveal to you through the scriptures. And so we need to be alert that we are not being deprived of some of the great blessings that God has in store for us. I mean, today we look at our world. Many people are battling um, personal darkness in their lives. There are things going wrong in their personal lives. Marriages breaking up. uh, Financial distress. And so there's darkness of a sort in that sense. There's political darkness where even at this time when Apostle Paul wrote this, that the uh, nation of Israel didn't know where they were going. They were uh, firmly under the control of the Roman Empire. And there was political darkness. But more importantly, there was also spiritual darkness because people had no relationship with God. And so... The devil continued to blind the minds of those who wanted to believe because he didn't want the image of God, that glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to shine unto them. Because when when you see the true light and you believe, you can be saved. And so this morning, I want to just talk for a few moments about, um, about Jesus, who is the true light today you might find that there are many different lights offered. You, you see when you block out the true light man is always looking for some other light to fill the vacuum that is in his life. And so man turns to all kinds of other things like new age thinking. Man might turn to intellectual pursuits thinking that a great deal of learning would bring satisfaction and joy and and, and I'm a firm supporter of those who want to g- gain intellectually. That's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to go to university. You young, young uh, children here, uh, that should be your aim. Get into uni, study hard, learn uh, and, and do well so that uh, God can use uh, that life that is so um, uh, filled with knowledge but if you replace the true light with the intellectual light, that could only lead you down a wrong path. So there has to be the balance that you say, uh, my, my first preference, my first objective is to know the light of the glorious gospel. And then you can add, add to that, uh, your, develop your intellect to learn other things. People are replacing humanism today with uh, a lack of Um, pursuit after God there is a, a moral resetting of standards that's happening today and all of these things are trying to block out the true light that God wants to bring into your life Satan wants to keep you in darkness and in fact the Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse 19 that men love darkness more than light it's a strange phenomenon that man did not want to come into the light so that, because the Bible says that when you come into the light that your deeds are made manifest. And a lot of us like to lead in a way a hidden kind of a life. We don't want uh, God to know, of course God knows everything, but we think we are hiding from God. But we don't want others to know that there is something there that is not so nice that you don't want others to find out about. The devil keeps you from the real truth about God, about his goodness, about his grace, and about his greatness. And these are things that he has done from the start and will keep doing right to the end. If you remember the very first story in the Bible where he comes and he uh, tempts Eve. And he asks the question, has God really said that. And he started to put doubts in the mind of Eve. And he went on to say, you know, if you eat of this fruit, you will not die. But your eyes will be open. You'll be able to discern from good and evil. And you'll become a better person as a result of it. And we know that reading the Bible, that the history of humanity was they did not become better people the fact that they knew to discern between right and wrong did not make them better people in fact they were their thinking was evil continually that's what uh, the bible says just before the world was destroyed with the flood and so we have this uh, this dilemma of light and darkness that those who do not accept the gospel light that the devil is Preventing that shining in your heart. And that if you live in that darkness. That you'll never be able to see the light of God. Now I've got some great news for you. That in a world filled with darkness. 2,000 years ago. That God spoke the word. And Jesus was sent into this world. And that wonderful, wonderful passage of. John's Gospel chapter 1 verses 1 to 14 is talking about that light that came into the world. Now this is how the Bible describes the arrival of Jesus. And I'll just mention to you a couple of them. There are many more. A couple of them and then you'll get the picture of what Jesus brought into the world. Hebrews 1.3 says that, Of course, after having said that God in these last days has spoken to us through his son, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person. So when Jesus came, he came with the brightness of his glory and to express the express image of God himself. John 1.14 in the reading that Jamie read, he says, we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the Father. The Apostle John could say that, that they beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. And then again in Acts chapter 23. And you don't need to uh, turn there. 26 sorry. But I'll read this. This is uh, Paul's defense before King Agrippa. And this is what the Apostle Paul says in verse 13. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Oh, a light from heaven to this man who was destroying the Christian church. Above the brightness of the sun. It's not any old light, but he said it was such a bright light. He said it was above the brightness of the sun. Shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And then in verse uh, uh, 28, he gives the explanation of that because Jesus, talking to him, says, This, Paul, I have chosen you, he said. Why? To open their eyes. Whose eyes? The Gentiles, those who do not believe, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light. Now here is the, uh, here are the critical ingredients that you need to keep in mind when you pursue something new. All right. Now this is what Jesus said has to happen. To open their eyes. First your eyes have to be open to see the truth. To turn them from darkness to light. God's light will always turn you from darkness to light. It will not go the reverse. It won't take you from light to darkness. It will always take you from darkness to light. From the power of Satan unto the power of God. Now, Whether you like it or not, you know, those who aren't saved are in some way being influenced by the evil one. And he'll be putting thoughts into your mind, doubts into your mind. And he'll take you away from God and he'll keep you from the power of God. From the power of Satan unto the power of God. Why? That they may receive. Now this is important. That they may receive what? The forgiveness of sins. Who can give forgiveness of sins? Who can forgive your sins? Only God can forgive your sins. No one else can forgive your sins. I come from a country where um, Sri Lanka. Sorry, I came from a country, I should say. I'm now an Australian, so I shouldn't say that. But but I came from a country where there were festivals where people would um, parade through the streets, They'll be hung up on an A-frame by some rope with hooks in their back. Um, And I don't know if some of you have seen these images, but uh, it is true. Uh, It has happened. To appease their sins. They think that by doing that, that they, they obtain forgiveness of sins. Again, the darkness that the devil has put into their hearts. The only way you get forgiveness of sins is when God's power turns you from darkness to light. There is no other way. Now You might read all the self-help books that you can get. You might go to all the different gurus that there are out there. We were in the Gold Coast last week and I was amazed to see how many psychic reading tents there were on that open market day. And there were people queuing up to go in. And and this is the kind of darkness. They think that these things can deliver them from the bondage of sin. But only the precious blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary can cleanse you from that sin that you have. There is nothing else. And this is the glorious light that God makes to come upon us in the form of Jesus Christ to take away the sins. So that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. And not only that and the inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me not only does he forgive your sins he wants to give you a marvelous inheritance in christ and that inheritance involves obtaining jesus christ himself as your gift what better gift this christmas you can can you obtain than obtaining the gift of jesus christ and with it goes all the Glory, the power that He will supply you to live this life on this earth. So, in a world filled with darkness, comes the true light. John chapter 1, which was read, says, He was the true light that lighteth every man. So, let me give you some characteristics about that light that came. John chapter one verse nine says that he is the true light that lighteth every man. And in John eighteen and verse thirty seven, he said this: "Everyone that is of the truth, heareth my voice." You know, sometimes I wonder that we don't want to hear when God talks, because Bible says that if you are of the truth, you will hear the voice. Of Jesus as he has spoken to us through his word. You will accept God's definitions of truth and life. You will not make adjustments to God's standards. Today we are living in a society where many adjustments are being made. Now let me say this also. A lot of people live in the present. Without reference to the past. Or without a reference to the future. And when God gave that wonderfully inspired scripture. In John chapter 1. He starts by saying in the beginning. Isn't that great? In the beginning what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. That's what Genesis says. And John chapter 1 verse 1 says. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word Was God? In the beginning was Jesus. And so you need to link your present with the past. In the beginning. What was there in the beginning? God was there in the beginning. And what is there in the present? Jesus Christ has revealed himself in the present. And what is to come in the future? Jesus Christ himself is going to come down from heaven to receive you unto himself. So he's there at the beginning, he's there today, he's there in the future. Now the problem is when people isolate the present and say, oh, we are living in difficult times. We cannot be tied to the past. How many of you heard people say that? We can't be tied to the past. Some people say we can't live in the future. I can tell you, we as Christians can live in the future. Because we have a glorious future, a future that cannot be taken away from us, secured in heaven for us. That Jesus himself will come, the one who gave his life for us will come and take us to be with himself. And so we are people who live not without hope, but with hope. So even in this present world, you go through trials and testings and tribulations You can praise God because you are anchored in the past. You are anchored in the fact that in the beginning there was God. And that this God revealed himself in Jesus Christ. That true light that came in to light every man. God knew that mankind was hopelessly lost without him and a remedy for sin. And so he sends the Lord Jesus Christ to die on our behalf. So you need to accept God's definition of truth and life, not to truncate the past and to create a whole new moral system that you think may be relevant for today's living. Jesus said this, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And so if you want real freedom, there has to be truth. And so when we talk of Jesus coming as the light, one of the primary things he brings in is truth. You know, you've been lied to many times. Many of you have based your life on a a bed full of lies. Partly told to you by the God of this world. Partly taken from the worldly system. But when you base your life on what Jesus revealed... The Bible says that you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Free from the bondage of sin. Free from everything that holds you from living the life that God wants you to live. The second thing that light does when you think of light is that it it brings to your mind the word purity. That the light will shine in its brightness absolutely pure. And God is often reflected as the pure light that shines. And so in the book of Ephesians, he said, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Ephesians 5 and verse 8. He said, you you, you were like that. You were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. And and the command, therefore, comes, walk as children of light. And then you, you know the verse in 1 John chapter 1 verse 7, if you walk in the light as he is in the light. And so there is this this thought that there is great purity with the light that God gives. So not only is there truth, there is purity. And I don't know about you, but I I, I find that the world today is um, bereft of purity. You look at advertisements that come up across your screen you look at uh, jokes that people uh, crack in your workplace even as school kids sometimes some of the jokes you share is that pure or is that tainted with stuff that is not so pure third thing that the fourth thing that light does is is it brings uh, revelation you know in the darkness various things can be hidden but when the true light shines things will start to get revealed now on judgment day when we all stand before him which we have to uh, thank God as a Christian your sins are If you believed in Jesus to take your sins and you believe that he died for you. Then you will not be judged for your sins. So you can wipe the sweat off your forehead and say thank God for that. Because if God were to flash up all our sins, not only the ones you do, but the ones you think. They are the worst ones, aren't they? The ones you think are worse than the ones you do. You don't want that to be made manifest. But God will reveal your intentions after you became a Christian. How you served him. How you perhaps manipulated some things. And deprived somebody else from leading a good Christian life. He'll reveal all that stuff to you. And so there will be great revelation. I believe that those who... Walk in the light as he is in the light. Have a great chance of understanding the scripture a lot better than those who do not walk in the light. God will enlighten your mind. In fact, in the Bible, he he says that, uh, that, that he has renewed us in knowledge after the image of Christ in righteousness and true holiness. Colossians 3 and verse 10. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 10 says this, that he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Life and immortality to light through the gospel. You know, one of the things that the devil will get, make you fearful of is death. You know, we know that God is immortal. But God has brought to light that, the fact that if you believe in Christ, that you will live with him forever. That's called eternal life, folks. You will live with him forever. And so he has brought life and immortality to light through Jesus Christ. Once you thought death was it, finished. And there are a lot of people who still believe that, that once you die, everything's finished. So live your life the way you want it. Because when you die, everything's gone. But, I mean, it could be a a scary thought that life does not end there. That when you close your eyes in death, the next stage is that you will either front up, In God's presence or you will be in a very sad place and there to live forever. And it's my desire this morning that you want to live with Jesus forever. He's the one who is giving you um, all the things that pertain to life and godliness. He wants to take you on a journey through heaven when you get there. He'll hold your hand and he'll take you through the many mansions. He'll show you the things that he has prepared for you. You know, I always think of the story of Julius Caesar and how the three plotters told a whole heap of lies and got him murdered. And then uh, when Mark Anthony uh, reads his last will... What really got the people was how he starts reading out, did you know what Caesar had done for you? He had given each one of you land in this beautiful country of ours. He has allocated to you these riches. He has done this for you. And the people just couldn't believe it because they've been told a lie. And you know, the God of this world will tell you a lot of lies. He might even say, you know, go... No point living for God because in the end he'll throw you in hell and lies like that. But God has gone to prepare a place for you. And he said if he has gone to prepare a place for you, he's going to come again. That where he is, you will be also. You know, you'll be his trophy of grace. He will, he'll walk you through heaven and he'll introduce you to some angels. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> he'll say to the angel Gabriel, he might say, here's Andrew Barnes. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And here only because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus does for you folks. The light that comes in wants to liberate you. To, to, to get you away from a whole seabed of darkness. And to introduce you to the light that he can give you. Now let me close by just giving you three thoughts. And, and these are these are. Uh, not new or anything like that but maybe just helpful for you to remember these. So we are saying that in a world of darkness that had no hope the God of this world has blinded the minds of the people from believing who God really is. The good God, the great God, the gracious God he is. And then God said I'm going to Solve this problem once and for all. And he sends his son, the true light that comes into the world, which the Bible says, which lighteth every man. So no one can say, well, uh, I didn't have enough of Jesus. I, I don't have enough light in me. Jesus said, that lighteth every man. All of us have the same capacity to be lit up. Sometimes you see a Christmas tree and you see all the beautiful bulbs on it. And then one's gone a bit dim and wavy. So you hardly see that light flickering. But you see all the other ones brightly shining. But with Jesus, every light will shine brightly. Every one of you will shine brightly. There is no favoritism with God. Everything will be just as he said it would be. And he can bring you truth. He can bring purity into your life. He can bring revelation. Things that you ought to know about the scriptures. He wants you to know that he has overcome death. And brought immortality. And shown that to you. Hebrews says, does it not that he has defeated Satan who had the power over death. So that you do not need to be in fear of death anymore. Some of the greatest Christians I've known, when they've died, they've gone singing. Because they know where they're going to. They're going into presence of God. And it's a wonderful journey that they take. And they, they'll prepare the loved ones and say, don't, don't cry for us. Don't, don't cry for me. Because I'm going to a better place. And you better come soon. That's what they'll be saying you. What a great God he is. I want to just focus on verse 6 of 2 Corinthians 4 and just give you these three points and then we'll close. Verse 6 says for God who commanded remember the light is commanded by God. What does the word command mean? He's got total control. It is God who calls the shots. Nobody else. But God commanded the light to shine. Now that should take your mind back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. The world when it was beginning was without form and void. And there was darkness all around. And then what did God say? Let There be light. Now that was before he created the sun. So where do you think that light came from? To the light of God. And it just dispelled the darkness. And this verse is drawing on that and says, just as God brought into effect the worlds by bringing in light, his light, and Dispelling the darkness. So in a spiritual sense. He commands the light to come. And who was that command given to? To his dear son. When the fullness of time was come. God sent his son into the world. Born of a woman or made of a woman. Made under the law. Galatians chapter 4. So God commands. Now, why did God delay so long? We don't know. But God commands. The fullness of time was right. And so He commands Jesus to come at that particular point of time to bring the light of life into the world. He was that true light that lighteth every man. And so God commands tells us about His governance. That God is very much in control of everything that happens to you. Everything that happens in this world. God's will and purposes will never be stopped. Psalm 115 verse 3 says, He doeth whatsoever he pleases. He is always in complete control. 1 Peter 2.9 says this, That he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So when God commands the light to shine, he says, I want you to come under a new governance. I want you to come out from under the power of Satan and I want you to come under the marvelous kingdom, into the marvelous kingdom of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he breaks the power of Satan and puts you into the kingdom of his son. Luke 1.33 says this about his kingdom, that his kingdom has no end. And it will end when he, according to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 24, that the Bible says that he will deliver the kingdom up to God when he has put down all authority and rule and power. And so he is in complete charge of his kingdom. So with his command comes his governance. God will do whatever he wills and he brings his will to bear on the situation. So nothing is out of control as far as God is concerned. And I keep uh, hearing people say, "Oh, where will the world go to and what's the next stage of where we'll end up? And my simple answer is, you know, you leave that to God. God's in complete control. You put your Trust in God. You keep trusting God 100% and you will sleep easy every night. If you try to read all the news that's going on, you probably won't sleep easy. His kingdom has no end. And his kingdom is a world of the heart. Jesus said this, that uh, my kingdom is not of this world. If it was of this world, my, my supporters would... Fight for me. But he said, the kingdom of God is within us. Luke 17 and verse 21. So not only is he bringing a kingdom in, but it's a kingdom of the heart. It's an internal kingdom. It's a kingdom that's influenced by God himself. Second thing I want you to think about is, uh, for God who commanded is the first one. So he's in complete control. So keep that in mind. Second one, he has shined... This light, where in our hearts, so He has shined the light in our hearts, and this tells us about God's compassion towards us and His grace. So not only did He command, but He had compassion that our lives are going astray, and so God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes on Him should not perish. But have everlasting life. And Titus says this. That in three, four, The kindness and the love of God our savior towards man appeared. Who gave himself for us. So that he might redeem us. And purify unto himself. A peculiar people. So it's not only a kingdom that is. Controlled and completely under God's control. But it is also a kingdom of the heart. You know external change will do little for you. But what will change us and make us people who are valuable to God. Is that our hearts are changed from within. And God focuses on the heart. And he doesn't give you a new lease of life. But he replaces the old stony heart. And gives you a new heart which is born in the Spirit. Have we stopped God's light from shining into our hearts? Now, this is written principally to unbelievers, but as a believer, we can apply it into our own lives. A question that we could ask ourselves is Is God's light shining? Into our hearts. God has commanded it shine. But have we stopped it? Have we taken his light and replaced it with something else? Because when God's light shines in our hearts. The heart will respond to what God would want us to do. The Bible says this in Romans 5.8. That the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts when we give our lives to God. Colossians 3.10 says this, that the peace of God shall rule in your hearts. Colossians 3.16 says this, the word of God shall dwell in you richly in wisdom, singing with grace and thanksgiving in your hearts. So what's, what are the evidence of some of the things that start to happen in our heart? When his light shines, there will be the love of God. There will be the peace of God. There will be the grace and the thanksgiving that comes from that heart. And so that's point number two. So God commands and then he commands it to shine in our hearts. And here's the last one which says that the reason why he does this. So that the light of the knowledge of the glory of God is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So there is not only God's compassion but God's comfort as well. As a Christian, what we are asked to do, how do we live our Christian life on this world, is to look at the face of Jesus. Because only in the face of Jesus that you will see the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. How does light come? How does knowledge come? How does God's glory come into our lives? How do we glorify God? It's only when we reflect the Lord Jesus Christ So the question is, how much are we looking at the face of Jesus Christ? Christmas time can be a difficult time because we are busy with so many activities. And often it's easy to push the real meaning of Christmas into the background. And focus on the things that need doing. Whether it be family, buying gifts for people. A whole range of other things that you might think of. Going to the cricket on Boxing Day. Can't miss that one out. But is our face focused on Jesus? Because only in the face of Jesus Christ will we find the light, the knowledge, the glory that God wants to give to our lives. You can't find it by gazing at something else. You know, someone once said that you become like the thing that you focus upon. So, you focus upon uh, pornography, your life will be filled with porn. It'll prompt you to do something. If you're focused on sports, if you're sports mad, like some people I know, then that's what you'll become. You'll become. You'll want to become the greatest sportsman. Hopefully, you'll get there. But that's what you'll want to be. But if you want to become like Jesus, then there's no other way but to look at the face of Jesus Christ. Now, you might say, but how do I look at the face of Jesus? He's not here. There's no picture of Jesus Christ anywhere. You now, I, I like the fact that we have a cross here in the forefront of our church. And, and what, what you do see in the cross is someone who died on it for your sins and mine. And so when you see the cross, you see Jesus hanging on the cross for you and for me. So that your sins and my sins could be forgiven. You see love. You see compassion. You see words of Father forgive them for they know not what they do. And as you gaze upon The things that God has given us. You'll see the image of Christ come through. Read the Gospels and you'll see him moving, interacting with people. The compassion he had. The wisdom that God gave him. And so he, our hope to live through a difficult and hard journey through life is to look at the face of Jesus. And this should fill us with comfort because God who commanded, God's in control. It's God who makes the light shine in your hearts. He's concerned with your heart. So he's probably asking us this morning, where is your heart this morning? If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, Maybe this Christmas you'll see that light shining brightly. The light of the world who came. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He said, yes, I do need help in my heart. My heart's all over the place. And God will shine that light in your heart. And give you that deliverance. He'll set you free, make you free. From the life that you've lived. And he says, "Now I want you to do one thing. I want you to just gaze upon me. I want you to look upon my face all the days of your life. You know, one of the problems when you look at other things is if you look at human beings, they will fail you. At some stage, they will fail you. You know, for many years, they might do good things, but at some stage, they may fail you. And then if your walk with God is based on someone else, then that's going to fall apart. But if you set your eyes, your face on Jesus, you'll continue to learn from him. He'll continue to soften your heart. He'll continue to increase your knowledge about him. He'll continue to help you to respond to situations in a way that you never thought you could. How many of you could honestly say that as you've journeyed with God. That you deal with the situation now. Particularly the older folk in this room. The way you deal with situations now is far different to what you did 20 years ago. Why? Because Jesus has softened you. He's made you see more of himself. And you can never exhaust seeing more of Jesus. Jesus. He is the one you need to keep looking to. And you know what Jesus said? He, Every promise in the Bible is true. That should comfort us. And he said he's going to come again. He's going to come again. So you keep looking at Jesus till that glorious day that he comes again and takes you to be with himself. And then you'll be with him forever. I know someone once asked me, if you're going to live in he- uh, heaven forever you know what would we be doing won't it be boring you know like i can tell you it won't be boring when you look at the face of jesus and i don't know what he's got prepared for us there but i can tell you it's going to be magnificent there'll be there'll be none of the issues that this world offers you it will be perfect in every respect And let me close with this verse in Philippians 2.15 which says this. Paul writing to the Philippians said that he may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Why should you accept the light of the world? Because God wants you to be that light shining in a dark place. And it's it's my wish this Christmas and this new year that your life will be brightly illumined for God as you gaze upon his face and say, God, it's none of me but all of you. Keep changing my heart. I know you're in control. Things are not good for me right now. My business is down. I've lost a job. Things have gone bad, but you're in control. I thank you for that. You're working something deep in my heart. Let your light shine in my heart. One of the greatest things you can do when you're going through a difficult time is to expose yourself to the scriptures. Don't look for ideas from people or opinions, but just let God's light shine in your heart. And let him make you a wonderful, wonderful ambassador. You work for Jesus Christ. You don't work for a human being. You work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, I want to make your light shine brighter. Go and light up someone else's life this Christmas. Say, Jesus, help me to be a light to somebody. Whether it be in the giving of a gift, whether it be writing of a note, whether it be something simple that you might God might ask you to do, whether it be in the area of reconciliation, maybe you've had some issues go on and you say, okay, I'm going to put that aside. I'm going to trust Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. I'm going to let him work through in my life and make me a light to many other people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you are the true light that lighteth every man. Lord, what a great and wonderful gift you've given us. And even as we ponder this Christmas, the great coming of our Lord Jesus Christ into this world, into this dark world, Lord, I pray that you would help us to not take this for granted, but re-examine our lives and to say, is the true light really shining in my life? Is my heart really impacted by that light? Help me to live as you wanted me to live, as a true light that shines your light to this dark world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.